I love working with the body because it really talks to you, right? The challenge is, is most people don't know what it's telling it, right? Mm -hmm. So that's where I go in and I'm teaching people, oh, it's doing this, it's doing that. It's not an exact science, right? Like there's an art form to this type of work, which is just so beautiful because you get to learn so much about the body. I just love it. It's fascinating. Hello, this is Dr. Deva Nagula. Welcome to From Doctor to Patient, where our goal is to bring you topics of discussion that will educate you on the various healing modalities to help balance the mind, body, and spirit. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of From Doctor to Patient. Today, I have the pleasure of having Dr. Erica Steele with us. She is a child of two Marines now practicing Virginia Beach, Virginia. She's the founder of Holistic Family Practice, where she specializes in natural health, healing, disease prevention, and holistic healthcare. As a highly educated, multi-degreed, and extensively trained board-certified naturopathic doctor, a doctor of natural medicine, a certified functional medicine practitioner, and a certified homeoprophylaxis practitioner, Dr. Steele uses multifaceted and synergistic approaches to physical, environmental, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Her work often supplements or co-manages that of her patients' general physicians, surgeons, nutritionists, therapists, and other healthcare providers. Since 2001, she has helped transform the lives of over 30,000 people. Having been immersed in her own family's world of science, health, and holistic healing since early childhood, Dr. Steele prides herself on practicing safe, effective methodology with the realms of proven science. Dr. Steele, it's such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Definitely. I'm really excited to be on the show chatting with you. You know, it's great. I, I, the, the number that really came out to me when we were talking about your bio was 30,000 people that you've helped to heal. That is an incredible number. Kudos to you and congrats on that. Thank you. Yeah, I know. It's it's amazing. My, my goal is, of course, millions of people to be able to touch millions of people's lives and really to help them to understand their internal power to heal. I think so many of us often give our power away over to other people, family, friends, our physician even. And so really my mission here is to educate people, motivate and inspire them to live a healthy life. And so it's interesting because there is a lot of practitioners out there that are very unilateral in the way they practice. And what I mean by that, by there are people who practice traditional medicine and only really focus on the guidelines of traditional medicine and they don't encompass other modalities. And there are other naturopaths that also are on the other side of the spectrum where they're only looking at a ways of naturopathic to heal. But what you do is a little bit different. You really integrate all these various philosophies of healing and really truly apply healing to an individual. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed. Uh, you know, early on, so my background, my mother was in medicine, my father was in education. I grew up running around labs. I grew up, you know, going to organic chemistry classes with my mom. But I also knew my, I'm a practicing Native American. I grew up Native American. My mother got sick really early on when I was about eight years old. And so where traditional medicine to which she so believed in 
um, really wasn't doing the job, that's when she turned to more holistic approaches. So from an early age, I really understood that there was a a science that you could prove or disprove, but then there was also this faith-based healing that you couldn't necessarily prove or disprove, but you knew that it worked. And so kind of my part of my life's work is really combining the two. It's like, we know some of these other various modalities and complexities exist, but then it's a matter of, as in Western medicine, proving and disproving that these things exist. And sometimes, you know, it's difficult for them to catch up to one another, right? You know, we can like, I'll give you an example, right? So we use the foot detox machine in our practice, right? And so people are like, oh my gosh, there was that 2020 episode, you know, like, but in Eastern philosophy, it's really based off of bioenergetics, right? Bioenergetics predates Western medicine by over 10,000 years. So clearing out the meridian system has its own proven methodology, but with the Western mind, the Western's thinking only from a biochemical perspective. They don't really understand the bioenergetics energetic and the biofrequency because that's more woo-woo, right? And so, you know, I love to incorporate really all of it. And I'm a seeker of knowledge and truth. So it's like, you know, I'll lift up any rock that's laying around to figure something out because I'm more committed to helping people heal, not necessarily to what dogmatic principle, you know, we're trained in. And that's so key. And I think that is what really makes a true healer because you're incorporating all these different types of modalities even whether it's under one discipline, you're using various modalities to help heal, but the multidisciplinary faceted approach to me is how you can really truly heal an individual. And we have to remember that the traditional medicine that we are all familiar with really has been around maybe just under you know 80 years, right? Mm-hmm. And you have philosophies that are indigenous, you have philosophies that are in the, in the traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic medicine in, with India. I mean, those have been around for thousands of years, right? Mm -hmm. Before the advent of pharmaceuticals and before the advent of all the things that we're seeing. So we have to look at it from this longevity spectrum of what's been utilized before and current. Don't get me wrong, traditional medicine to me has its merits. You know, there's nothing else that can sit there and fix a person who's been in a motor vehicle accident as beautifully as traditional medicine. So I don't want to discount that, but on the, yeah. at the flip end for preventative care, we don't yeah. have anything that's, that's, that's very useful for preventative care. And that's where, you know, a person like yourself with your, your experience, you've mm-hmm. developed this holistic healthcare. So let's get into that a little bit and talk yeah. about what that entails and how, how your approach is when you actually see a, a patient. Yeah. So interesting to note, you know, allopathy, right? root word, heroic measure, right? So that's what allopathy really is good for, is that heroic measure to save the person at all costs, right? But, you know, we're so disconnected with our health that by the time we have a physical symptom, it's already been manifesting for quite some time. So the advantage of of having worked with so many people over the years is, and as a scientist, right, I look at patterns, right? So people often come to my practice initially for a physical uh, ailment, right? So they've either gone the traditional route and they've exhausted all options and they haven't figured out causative or they've had terrible side effects, unfortunately, or something intuitive just says this doesn't work or, or whatever the case may be. So they come into 
to the practice with a physical ailment. So of course we look at laboratory, biochemistry, nutrition, that kind of thing. But then it expands from there where we start to look at environment, right? Relationships, like I've, I've treated patients that, you know, were married to alcoholics for 25, 30 years and didn't recognize that that had any impact on their physical health and well-being, right? Or people that, you know, have no boundaries whatsoever and they're always saying yes, 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 yes. And they're exhausted and burnout, out and their adrenal glands and epinephrine and norepinephrine and all that whole, you know, chemistry is going, you know, off the, off the rocker. So you can't heal that until you get those things stable, right? And as you start to look at the complexities of somebody's environment, internal environment, even the toxic loads, things like that, genetics, methyl genetic factors, it really opens up those mental components, right? So you're looking at the conscious mind, the subconscious mind, you're looking at limiting beliefs, core beliefs, things from, you know, childhood, past experiences, emotions, especially in our Western culture, right? We are taught to suppress our emotions. You know, I'm a child of two Marines. Don't feel them thing just shut it down right mm -hmm. and so you know we I, I talk about undigested emotions right people are not even conscious that they have it because they're too busy as Americans sucking it up and and you know powering through right so then that really opens up more of the spiritual intuition the connection with source creator whatever you want to call it right and then it really opens up even to the ancestral components, what's passed down generationally and how that's been recorded in our DNA, right? So it's not this simple, clean, like, oh, you come in with this symptom and then this is the magic pill or this is the magic diet or this is the magic anything. And even in my profession, there's a lot of thinking that, oh, well, I'm just going to run a lab and I'm going to give a supplement and that's going to fix it. And that's how we're trained, even in functional medicine. That's how we're trained. And then as I started working with people, I was like, oh, wait a second. Like I'm putting these people on amazing protocols, amazing diets. They're not, they're not showing up. They're not doing it. Or if they are, they're lying about it. Why are they lying about it? You know, like I just stopped, stopped, started to really look at all the different dynamics. And as I'm looking at those different dynamics and being curious, that's really kind of how this um, whole aspect of healing really began. I always tell people, I didn't start way out here on the limb, right? I started out where most people start off is pragmatic and, and how we're trained. And then just through experience and really being committed to actually helping people heal, not just, you know, making money or, or being the status quo or whatnot. I'm sure you can understand that. Mm -hmm. And as um, having some, Native American background and descent, are you able to utilize some of the indigenous modes of healing, the ancient uh, wisdom and, and, and uh, various modalities to help heal people? Of course. I, I really think that that is what makes me very unique. And it's not just you know, from my native background, but also even my African, I've been able to, to bring it back even to Africa and some of the healers, uh, indigenous healers there, right? And so, and growing up as a practicing Native American and doing all the sweat lodges and vision quests and dances and all that kind of stuff, like really having that power. You know, my mother was a shaman, Native healer as well. You know, so I grew up like really with this understanding and this energy, right? Like I read energy all the time, right? People, people often come into my office and they go, oh my gosh, are you watching me? How do you know these things, right? And it's because that energy has that connection, right? You can 
feel it when it's off and you can feel it when it's on too. And I think there's a lot of subtlety. And I think in the traditional models, because it's so fast paced and because it's so linear, like you said, and really very masculine, you lose some of the subtleties. Um, I think, you know, from a, an allopathic perspective, I think, um, you know, the television show House, right? Really, really, he really, I mean, as eccentric as he was, right? He really got the subtleties. And I, I appreciated that, even though, you know, a lot of it's not necessarily accurate, and unless it's a television show, but still, that really illustrates, right? There's a lot of subtlety. And I don't think people intend to um, lie in their practice, right? Like they come to a doctor and they legitimately feel, oh, well, this and that. And they don't understand that everything relates to everything. And I was very grateful with some of my preceptors. I had some preceptors in psychology, right? You know, and, and they were very good at telling me like, you don't know anything. You don't know anything about anything. You have to start every case with a clean slate, right? Because perception, right? What I think is totally healthy may be totally unhealthy for you. And so there's so much depth to it and so much richness. So to answer your question, of course, I think, you know, I, I carry that power, that energy with me. And, and uh, with that, I help really people to gain that power within themselves, mm -hmm. which is a very unique and beautiful position to mm -hmm. be in. It's really fascinating because I'm kind of on the reverse path. I wouldn't say reverse, but similar in the sense that I like to encompass my ways of healing people through a variety of modalities that extend and 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 go through various different disciplines. And so, like I was initially on the traditional path, I mean, that's how I was raised. I mean, I was raised by a a physician who was strictly in the Western sense of medicine, and I went to osteopathic school, and then. Over the last few years, after I've been seeking answers to my own healing, I've been leaning more towards the indigenous uh, cultures, um, learning more about indigenous medicines, learning about, you know, acupuncture, just various other modalities. And I find that's just so much more fascinating. And to me, to tell you the truth, more gratifying. The energy work and energy medicine, yes. you know, it's all about listening to your intuition. That's what really is 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 key in helping healing. And then inviting, you know, the spirits to help heal through you, you know, and I think that's just, that's, that's a true healer. Yes, And it's just fascinating to me that, you know, that, that we're actually talking about this. So. Yeah. And it's amazing because I, I tell patients when they come in, like you, you already have all the answers. You already know what you need to heal yourself. I'm just a guide and a teacher. I'm just here to unlock the door. But once they unlock, like I've, I've had patients that have been with me for years and it's amazing to see their transformation, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They go from being shut down, angry, confused, frustrated, sick to being totally light and free and happy and living the life of their dreams. Mm -hmm. And that's really what we want to create is more abundance, prosperity in life in general, right? And so- um, and living the life that we really deserve to have. And I think it's understanding all that and getting to the depth of it for sure. Right. And, and that transcends this linear diagnose and manage approach, right? It, 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 it's not even, it doesn't even equate because there's so many dynamics attached to it. And I think disease, right? Um, pathos, root word, Latin, suffering, right? Any kind of suffering is really, there's a polarity to it, right? There's a, a lesson that we need to learn from it at the same time, right? We can't push it away, right? So we have to embrace it in order to understand it, dissect it, and get the blessing and the healing out of it. Um, I think we focus mainly on 
like the five stages of grief. And I really believe there's six, right? So of course, you know, the denial, the anger, the bargaining, the depression, um, the acceptance, but then there's the wisdom that comes after it, right? So once you've transcended even the acceptance of it, you there's so much richness to it that you're mm-hmm. able to gain an access, which is just, I, I think, uh, phenomenal for sure. And then specifically, like, what kind of people come to your door and what kind of cases do you typically see and treat? Um, or is it, you know, is it anything specific or is it just run of the mill? So I'm in family practice. So um, one of my preceptors was a PhD in nutrition and, and I, w- I, was, I was pretty set to go into autoimmunity oncology, really the super hard cases because I needed to prove myself to myself for a long time. And then, um, then my preceptor um, got breast cancer and actually died. And so that shifted shifted my construct. I said, you know, I don't want to be in this heaviness so much, right? There's a heaviness to it. The other thing to note about um, cancer, right? It it develops, people with cancer, they tend to suppress their emotions, their communications. So you're spending a lot of time pulling that all out, right? Which is very heavy. So I went into family practice because I wanted that, the energy of, you know, young ones, right? And that vibrant, you know, love, but I still have those super heavy cases too, but it's a good span, right? So prevention, true prevention and getting to teach the kiddos, you know, about what it means to be healthy. They love this, teaching them empowerment. Okay, so, you know, we have, coloring worksheets. I teach them nutrition. I teach them about, you know, exercise and water and even talk about their emotions and teach them boundaries. You know, all the stuff that you and I should have learned growing up that that didn't, right? And so it's really fun to be able to to teach them so they can prevent so much sickness. And then naturally, uh, you know, digestive disorders, hormonal, neurological, a lot of mental health issues, um, uh, a lot of autoimmunity, you know, the gamut for sure. Um, I wanted an eclectic practice. I wanted to be able to, um, you know, exercise my brain and, and utilize mm-hmm. it to its full potential. Cause you know, when you get very centered in, in one specific area and you keep seeing it over and over and over again, mm-hmm. it's challenging. So I really wanted expansion for sure. Yeah. Hey, Dr. Diva here. Thank you to all my listeners who supported my book and helped to make it a huge success. You all have helped us hit number one in Barnes & Noble, number one in oncology, cancer, healing, and medical eBooks, and number 21 in all of the Kindle store. You've also helped us hit number three on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. If you haven't received your copy, you can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or booksatmillion.com. Visit from doctortopatient.com to become part of our growing community of health and wellness aficionados and to learn more. If you like our book and podcast, please go to amazon.com to write a five-star review and go to Apple Podcasts to also write a five-star review on this podcast or any of our episodes that you've enjoyed. We need reviews to attract and secure top-notch guests for this show. Thank you so much for your support. Yeah, I think uh, it'd be really cool if we do some case studies and talk about, you know, some examples of some, some rather the difficult cases or some cases that are easy, you know, and I, and I kind of uh, gather that a lot of these folks that come to see you, 
it's kind of at the end, right? And it's not at the beginning. So they've exhausted all conventional options, maybe some other alternative means that they've actually sought out, but didn't really get any, any, anywhere. So then they end up with you. So yeah, let's have, let's just, I'd love to hear some, some case studies. Yeah. I, I'd love to as well. Yeah, I'm definitely the cleanup crew in medicine. <laughs> uh, you know, like they they come to me and they're very angry, they're very frustrated, they're disappointed, they're let down. Most often they tell me I don't trust doctors coming in, right? You know, a simple case. Let's talk about a simple case. So I had a case, um, she was in her 20s and uh, came in and she had hypertension, diabetes, hyperlipidemia, the full gamut, right? All the metabolic disorders. But she was a personal trainer, which was fascinating, right? So you go, hmm, okay, what's going on? Well, as we kind of go through the whole process, right? Come to find out her family were farmers, right? And so part of uh, kind of how they addressed it was, uh, you know, as many of us did, you know, you can't get up from the table until you've eaten all your vegetables, right? So she decided in her mind, well, when I become an adult, I'm going to eat whatever I want, right? So fast food and high fat and high sugar and pretty much just anything, right? And so what happens, right? When you continue to eat like that and you abuse your body and you've got certain pre genetic predispositions to diabetes and metabolic disorders, bam, you're going to manifest it, right? And so had we not gone that deep, right? We Once we clicked that in and helped her to decide that this was a choice, right? She was getting to choose. She wasn't disempowered. She was able to choose how she ate, right? eventually she was able to start converting the way that she ate because we had to really rework her palate, right? So we had to wash her palate. We had to get her to the point where she would actually eat vegetables. So it was a mental thing. It was an emotional thing. It was a personal power thing, right? It was a behavior thing. It was a lifestyle thing. But then, you know, at the end, after about a year and a half, you know, no medication, she's done. She's, she's healthy and wow. living a great life, right? And so, you know, that's an easy case, right? So what, what kind of things, so with that specific case, like what, what did you end up seeing and having to treat? So from a genetic predisposition perspective, right, we look at liver function, right? We look at SOD, the body's ability to take on toxicity. We have to stabilize that. When you're eating foods that are highly toxic, right, you have to stabilize those. So nutrient and antioxidant um, distribution and making sure that the body's getting those, right? We want to make sure we give a baseline nutrition because naturally she's not getting it from her standard diet, right? So we have to have a baseline nutrition and then we build from there. We do education on diet, right? Nutrition and work, but also we're working with the conscious mind, and the subconscious mind. So I'm going to use NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. I'm going to use some uh, clinical hypnotherapy involved with that. I'm going to use a lot of reframing and things like that to help her to understand and just shift that perspective of this is not, you know, something that um, you want per se, but this is something that you're doing because you love yourself, right? And at the root of all of it, it's self-love anyway. Um, yeah. For forgiveness, you know, those kinds of conversations, right? We're having physical conversations. So we can get the diet balance, right? We start to add rather than take away because the human psyche can handle adding things 
rather than taking things away. And then we start going in from top down and we repair the digestive system. So we repair the hydrochloric acid, get her protein up, put her on a metabolic health scale, see where her uh, macros need to be, see where her metabolic rate is, you know, start her tracking her food, right? So we have apps and things that patients track their food that are two way. I get to see what they're doing and, and get to send them meal plans and things like that. Teach them about preparation, planning, et cetera, and really watch their behavior as we're going in, of course, clean the liver out, get the liver rebalanced. We tend to uh, build, then detox, then rebuild. So that's kind of how I address it. And I do it one organ at a time, which is a little different um, than your standard, uh, you know, practitioner, functional medicine practitioner. Uh, They'll tend to kind of run a whole bunch of tests up front put a patient on 25 something plus supplements and the body just can't handle that. So I break it up and do it in sections, right? And so I'm educating, but I'm also doing it, you know, healing the digestive system from the top down, what the person's eating, how they're digesting, assimilating, metabolizing, and then absorbing it naturally and eliminating it, of course. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And how is this person doing now? She's doing great. Yeah. She's living the dream. Yeah. My practice is set up where uh, I teach patients what they need to know. So eventually they leave me. Um, so, yeah. so it's, it's you know, because I tell them, I go, look, you know, one day I'm going to be retired. I'm going to be on a beach somewhere and I'm not going to have cell phone reception and you're still going to be in your body. So, you know, why don't I just teach you how to do this? You know, because right. I know my body very, very well. Right. And so, you know, I, I know how I need to eat. I know detoxification. You know, I know kind of I listen. Right. Most people yeah. don't listen to their body. They're disconnected. And so it's my job really to help people connect back into their bodies. Um, and then they intuitively know what to do to maintain it because uh, everybody's right. body's different. Do you have a lot of cases where you're seeing folks with um, autoimmune conditions, you know, and other issues like people suffering from Lyme, Epstein-Barr, oh, yeah. um, you know, as well as just regular autoimmunity uh, conditions such as rheumatoid arthritis. And, yes. you know, and what I've been seeing a lot of is, is, is everyone is being diagnosed with an autoimmune condition. Uh, yeah. And, and these are conditions that are better um, diagnosed based on just symptomatology and no real um, blood work that confirms the diagnosis of symptoms, situations like rheumatoid arthritis or lupus, but because mm-hmm. they, they are presenting with some sort of inflammatory mm-hmm. condition, they're being labeled as having these diagnoses. Yeah. So I, I know from a functional perspective what it entails in order to work that person up and understanding how to change and transform their, their lifestyle to really get improvement. So I wanted to ask you from a naturopathic holistic practitioner, like what do you do when you have these people that come to your door? So you can see the body developing autoimmunity, of course, in a CBC with differential, right? You can see the white blood cell count super, super low. You can see MCH, MC, MCHC, all of those are super, super low. Anemia, B-complex, folic acid. That's also an indication of a methylation issue too. You can also run an ANA, right? That will also show, as well as an HSCRP to see pro-inflammatory process, right? So you can see the body develop, and that doesn't, that's not functional labs. Those are just basic blood labs, right? If you wanted to go deeper, there are some, um, 
you know, you can look at the segregatory IGA as well. You can see all of those different um, variations thereof that are within the digestive tract, uh, looking at an organic acids profile as well, looking at the glutathione. If the glutathione is being, you know, taken up, you've got to understand why. I really think it's all sourced around the liver, honestly. Um, and so like I have, I had a, I still have a case actually, a little kid, um, skin, I mean, just, I mean, beyond eczema, like if I was an allopath, I would have, I would have diagnosed it as eczema. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and I'm seeing a lot more of these cases too. So some with steroids and some without, so I'll focus on the child to begin with, cause I have an adult case as well. And so, um, you know, so the skin's so bad, I mean, cracked and like no kinds of hydration you can get. Right. And so, you know, having to work through the diet, you know, allergic to everything. Right. And so that's, that's a clue right there when the body's reacting to everything. Right. So, okay. So we, we work on the diet, we get the colors out, we get the dyes out, we get all the pro-inflammatory foods out, your nightshades, things like that. I do a little bit of pulse tests, a little bit different than like your standard functional doc. I don't run food allergy reaction testing up front because it's going to, it's going to ping to everything. Right. Like, you know, it's not going to the gut ecology is going to react to everything. So don't do any of that. But what I do is I work on the function. Right. Plus two good, really good um, testing like that. It's very expensive. It's not covered under insurance. So I'd rather go for the low lying fruit first. Right. So I look at that basic CMP 14, see kidney liver function, CBC with differential. Maybe I'll run an ANA. Maybe I'll run an HSCRP. Don't have to, but I look at that lipid panel too, to see the lipid oxidation. Right. Cause that's really key. Um, Cause if the liver is taking the fats and throwing it into the bloodstream and then creating the anemia because it's pulling the B complexes out. Right. You, you, you know, you can see the processes. It's kind of, it's, it's old hat at this point. Yeah. Yeah. You see it over and over again. Right. So we get the diet stabilized, right? Then we get, we work on upper GI, right? We just start there. Then in this particular case, a lot of times two people eat too many fats, which is going to slow the liver down too. So I have to get the gallbladder down. Sometimes I, like in this case, I had to flush the gallbladder twice, right? And I use Andrew Moritz, you know, technique or whatever, you know, tried and true, right? So we'll do that. I'll put some homeopaths in place to keep that going. Keep the fats really, really low in the diet, not too low, but low enough, right? flush out the heavy metals of the um, liver, work through the digestive system, clean up the small intestines, the absorption as much as I can, re-inoculate the system, get some good probiotics in there, et cetera. And then I'll test. Then I'll look at like an LRA test or I'll look at an ELISA test, ALCAT test, something like that. And what's for interesting- food sensitivities. Exactly. For, but, but I also like for chemicals and metals, because sure. it's not so much the food, it's the chemical metal. And also, too, if they have mold, forget it. Like, you got to get that stuff out of the system. Otherwise, you just won't heal. So in this particular case, we were able to condense it down, right? So DMT, cadmium, or what is it? Yeah, DM, I believe that is. It's it's an herbicide pesticide. I kind of get it confused with other things. But DMT, um, cadmium as well, those were the things that were internal, that were driven deeper into the cell. So people don't realize, too, as an onion, right, and causative, right, the body's going to be self-protective. It's going to keep driving things deeper and deeper and deeper into the tissues, right? And so you've got to peel back those layers. The body has to have enough energy to express those things in lab tests, right? 
So in my other case, my adult case that I have, she came in um, and I'm still working her through. She's been working with me for a little less than a year, um, but she'd been through dermatology. So they put steroid after steroid after steroid after steroid, yeah. which drives it deeper and deeper and deeper. So now to the point that like the pain when she came in, she could barely walk. She couldn't work. And we have to slowly peel that back. So again, it's like building, detoxing, rebuilding, because the body, the integrity, right? We have to make sure that there's enough strength in the body to detox. Because if you're constantly trying to detox, right? You don't, yeah. No. So we have to, we stabilize, then we detox. So her body was oozing, which is a natural form of detox. We finally got that. Her bowels weren't moving. We had to get that going because if I'm trying to dump things from the liver, right? And her bowels aren't moving, what do you think is going to happen? It's going to turn into a toxic mess. So there's a lot of nuance to the case, right? Like, so the, the little boy with the issue, his bowels were never an issue a little bit, but not as much as hers. Hers had completely stopped, right? And nobody thought to ask about any of that, right? And so we got those moving. We got the liver. Now her her skin is not weeping anymore. Um, it's not as painful, but now it's interesting. It's like crusting over. So it's starting to try to heal itself, right? Um, so I love working with the body because it really talks to you, right? The challenge is, is most people don't know what it's telling it. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's where I go in and I'm teaching people, oh, it's doing this, it's doing that. It's not an exact science, right? Like there's an art form to this type of work, which is just so beautiful because you get to learn so much about the body. I just love it. It's fascinating. Yeah. And then at what point do you start suspecting that some of the ailments that they're suffering from is not necessarily theirs? It's been inherited from generations and generations and generations because it's it's imprinted in their DNA. There's an energy to that for sure. Mm. You can feel it. Right. So, and, and also having done a lot, a lot of my own ancestral work with constellation therapy and things like that, looking at the dynamics between like, for instance, you know, I can only speak about my bloodline, right. But like the African part, right. Disassociation. So there's a lot of mental health issues, right. In order to kind of handle the concept of slavery. Right. And so there are a lot of disassociation issues that happen with that. So you can see it, right? Mental health, um, substance abuse, things like that. So that will show up in behavior, right? Because I just want to check out. I don't want to actually see what's going on, right? Um, then there's also some other subtleties too. Like I have one case in particular, like she's a real social justice warrior, right? And that's from the DNA, right? You can see it come out. And so working with her to kind of soften that, especially in her work environment, mm -hmm. because you don't want to be a social justice. I mean, you, maybe you do, but in order to, you know, you need diplomacy, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, working with her on that for sure. But then even, you know, I have European bloodline as well. And the European bloodline is fascinating because they tend to like go into denial. Like they just don't want to see any of it, right? So working, through some of that, right? And these are generalizations right. and things I've discovered on my own. But again, there's an energy to it, right? So I'm just a vessel. That's all I am. I'm a vessel. I'm a tool. I'm a teacher. I go in a session and whatever flows is what I interpret. I've gotten really good at hearing. I've gotten really good at feeling. I'm just like a guitar string, right? I just vibrate. <laughs> and so I play the music for the patient and the patient listens. And sometimes I'll tell you, um, the, sometimes the patient's not ready to hear what I have to say. Um, and so that's, so I'll give you an example. I did a consult a few weeks back and 
And I just simply explained, you know, I asked her, oh, have you been to a holistic doctor before? No, but I'm coming from my digestive and my hormones. Okay, great. You know, well, let me just talk to you about, you know, the process of holistic healthcare, right? So I go over my pyramid, right? I go over the, you know, physical, environmental, mental, emotional, and then I get to the spiritual, right? And she's like, oh, no, no, no. I, I've already got that covered, right? And then I get to the ancestral. And now she stands up and she's like, this isn't for me. I'm out of here. I got to go. Bye. Right. So you go, oh, okay. So I triggered something. Right. And I tried to have a conversation with her just so she doesn't storm out and whatever, you know, but you know, it's interesting. Right. So whatever, whatever entities, right. Or whatever thing was there that was kind of holding her back. Right. And being reactive, right. Adrenal gland, thyroid, come on, HPA axis. Right. So if you can't even sit and then digestive issues, personal power, self-love, self-worth, self-acceptance, you can can't even sit in and listen to a conversation. You lose your power that quick and you're going to run away. Fight or flight, right? Fear, epinephrine, norepinephrine. You may not ever get well in that case, you know? So, but my mother, very wise woman, always said, you know, the truth will first piss you off and then it'll set you free. So, um, you know, That's hopefully, yeah. hopefully. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I want us to, going to kind of start closing our show, but I want with, with that in mind, I wanted to see if you could give our listeners some, some tips, just some generalizations so some tips to follow and to adhere to for a optimal, better avenue to healthy lifestyle. Yes. I would say the first thing is to get present, really get present to what your body is telling you. There's a communication back and forth that's happening. Um, and if you dismiss it and you let go of it and you're not paying attention to it, it can get away from you. So being present and being open to hearing what it has to say, right? So I'm always open. Like I go, hmm, and I check in too. I'm like, hmm, how are my proteins? How are my carbohydrates? Hmm, what organ do I need to feed now with this meal, right? I, I have this inner dialogue that's always happening. And I think we miss over that because we're always looking for the best diet or the best supplements or whatever, right? But if you don't have presence, you're not going to be able to get anywhere, right? Yeah. I do think discipline has a, a, a role for sure. Consistently, deliberately over an extended period of time, right? Even if I don't want to, right? I didn't really want to meditate this morning, but I did anyway, right? Like sometimes we have to push ourselves a little bit, especially past our comfort zone. So there's just a lot of dynamics with it. And I think that... You know, if your listeners can start there, I think they would be really, really amazed at what their bodies and their souls and their spirits have to tell them about their own healing process, right? And, you know, those people that struggle with cancer and things of that regard, I will truly believe that that is one of the most spiritual callings, the deep spiritual callings. Um, my partner, love him to pieces. He passed away of bladder mm. cancer. And he always said, always said, and it made me a better doctor, truly. I mean, because I actually got to be on the other side, right? Just like you, uh, on the other side of the table and really been able to experience all of it. And it's just like a domino effect. I believe it's a true blessing. If if you want to get to the wisdom, right? And we talked about that, the, you know, those five, six stages of grief. And so I think anything can be perceived as um, a, a weakness, but it also can be perceived as a strength. So I think perception has a lot to do with it and looking at it, not of, you know, why is this happening to me, but rather why is this happening for me? Because right. then divine action begins to open up and we begin to see what our next steps are. 
Yeah. Awesome. So hopefully that's helpful. Thank you. And if our listeners wanted to find you, what's the best way of, of finding you on the internet or where, where can they yeah. look for you? Well, right now on Aruba, just joking. Um, holistic, <laughs> holistic Family Practice VA.com. Um, our office is in Virginia Beach. I treat all of, I treat people all over the world. Um, our office number is 757-685-4325. I do a free complimentary 15 minutes uh, where I talk to people because I just love people, right? I love people's healing process. And then Facebook and Instagram. You know, you can Google Dr. Erica Steele. I'm all over the place. Awesome. Well, Dr. Steele, thank you so much for taking the time out to uh, to be with us. And, uh, you know, enjoy Aruba while you're there for, for a few more hours, I think. And then, uh, yes. yeah. <laughs> yes, awesome. It's a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much. Take care.